What is up? Welcome to episode 7 of Beef's Beef. I uh, don't really got too much to go over today. I'm going to uh, talk about the Louisville-Indiana game tomorrow. I uh, had a couple buddies I was trying to get on, but uh, due to scheduling difficulties, we couldn't get them on. So I'm going to try to attack uh, previewing Indiana's team by myself. I've watched them a couple times. Um but I mean, I think I, I think we'll do okay with without some uh, IU fans here. I just like to have a different fans' perspective and on everything to you know kind of give both sides of it. I mean, this is my podcast, yes, but I like to try to keep it as unbiased as possible. I know some some people think that I am being biased with some of the things that I say, but overall, I like to keep this thing as unbiased as possible. Um, we'll start out. I mean, Louisville did play play a game uh, against Siena. Uh, one eighty-six to sixty. I'm not really going to go too much into the game, but um, I know in the last podcast I was really, really down on Honest Mahmood. I mean, with I mean, with with good reason. I mean, the guy did have zero points, zero field goal attempts, one rebound, three fouls in twenty minutes. Uh, as a seven footer, that's just I I still am flabbergasted at those stats. Um, so Wednesday night they did. They did beat Siena, eighty-six to sixty. Like I said, Siena's not a very good team, though, to be honest. But I, I have to give credit where it's due to Honest Mahmood, who was one rebound, or, or I'm sorry, one block shot away from Louisville's fifth all-time uh, triple double. Um, for the other four, but one belonged to Sam- Samaki Walker. Actually, had his triple double with blocks against Kentucky. Uh, two for Terrence Williams and one for Ellis Miles. Uh, now, it did suck because Honest probably could have got that 10th block, but uh, Patrick took him out with about four and a half minutes left, which it's whatever. We're not chasing stats. We're trying to get people better. Uh, I was happy with with that, uh, but with his nine blocks, you know, it made me kind of wonder, you know, what's his stats look like on the blocks? Because I know he did have eight blocks one game this season against, I think it was Nebraska-Omaha, and he has nine blocks in this one. Uh, 4.3 blocks a game for Honest Mahmoud, which is second Division One behind uh, Minnesota's big man who's only averaging two-tenths of a more block uh, per game. So, I mean, he's right there uh, in block leaders for Division One. So, uh, again, we do play Indiana on Saturday, which is tomorrow. Uh, Indiana comes in at 5-4 and four with uh, a really big loss to start the season against Indiana State, 90-69. Uh, to 69. Uh, also, Louisville and Indiana both share losses to Seton Hall. Uh, they lost a lot bigger than that, than we did, but they still lost to Seton Hall, eighty-four to sixty-eight. They did have a really hard-fought game that uh, Daniel and I actually referenced when we were, uh, you know, recapping the Louisville Purdue game. They looked really good against Duke. Um, I didn't get to check any of their game against Michigan. They also lost that, so it's kind of weird with how early the Big Ten schedule has started. Uh, but they lost to Michigan 69-55. Uh, but the times that I have watched them, uh, to me, just from a outside fan perspective, the straw that really stirs their drink is, is D-Ron Davis. I know Jawan Morgan leads them in points and rebounds, but I, to me, I feel like Indiana goes as D-Ron Davis goes. So watching them against Duke – they literally gave the ball to Deron Davis, and he was doing what he wanted. He was killing Wendell Carter. He was, I mean, I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't say he was killing. He was giving them a lot of trouble. He got them in a lot of foul trouble. I, I think he actually fouled Wendell Carter out. 
Uh, got Bagley in foul trouble. Bagley absolutely killed them, though. Uh, and then, you know, Duke started having help down, which then opened up shots for, you know, Robert Johnson and other, you know, three-point shooters for Indiana. So I, I think we're – if Louisville is going to win, I, I really think that they're going to have to contain Deron Davis, you know, get his – Make sure he's not posting up low to where he's getting in, the, getting in the middle of the lane, stuff like that, and and really keep him off the boards, keep him keep him from getting offensive rebounds so that they can get him going early. Um, as I referenced earlier, Jawan Morgan does lead them in points and rebounds. Uh, he's a six eight junior, uh, averaging thirteen point eight points and six point three rebounds. Uh, their second leading scorer is Robert Johnson, twelve point seven points and four point four rebounds, two point three assists. Uh, D-Ron Davis does average 11.2 points and 4.1 rebounds, which I've noticed a lot here lately. It seems like a lot of big guys for a lot of these teams that we're playing don't really average that many rebounds. Now, that that won't be the case when we do play teams like Duke or, or you know, bigger teams like that. But, you know, I looked at Purdue and their big guys didn't really average that many rebounds. It's kind of surprising. Uh, but, you know, I, I went over some of their just basic stats with Indiana and, uh, you know, they shoot 48% from the field, 33% from the uh, three-point line, uh, 65% from the free-throw line, which that's still something that, you know, I've referenced a lot in this podcast is, is how much more improved Louisville's free-throw percentage does look this season. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think. Uh, you kind of wonder whether it's, you know, because of Patino not being here. Uh, maybe they're not practicing as hard. I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't really know. I mean – we are shooting as a team, uh, looks like 78.5% from the field or from the free throw line, which is a vast improvement over the past couple seasons where you feel like it's kind of lost us games, to be honest. Uh, 33% from the three point line, which is actually higher than what I, higher than what I thought it would be. Uh, turnovers though is the big thing. Uh, I saw that Indiana is seventh in the big 10 with 11.9 turnovers a game, which is high. And Louisville is actually 13.4 turnovers per game, which surprisingly to me is kind of low because I think – I mean, we had 11 turnovers in the first half against Siena. That's that's awful. Uh, you, can't, you can't do that and beat – and expect to beat teams like Indiana or Purdue or Seton Hall, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, teams like that, and turn the ball over as much as we do. And – you know, it's different when you look at, at stuff like this because you, you you look at the two straight losses and and you think, man, I, what do we really think for this team? And really, it's turnovers. Turnovers is what's killing us. Free throws aren't killing us. which it, So you know it's things that can be improved upon. Uh, we don't really average that many assists per game. And it's – I mean, when, when your team – is averaging less assists per game than in his turnovers, that's a huge problem. Um, I feel like most of the turnovers that Louisville does have are are more unforced. It's, you know, dribbling and just dribbling the ball for a foot, throwing errant passes, you know, stuff like that. It's not, you know, someone stealing the ball straight from us. It's throwing crazy passes across the court right to somebody or something. So I really think that what – what our problems are as a team are definitely fixable, but uh, it's tough to say that things are going to be fixed. Again, I, I've said it multiple times. Uh, I'm not going to hate on David Padgett because 
he's learning just like you know you say our freshmen are learning. I'm not I'm not mad at the guy with how he's coaching. I get frustrated at times because it's like, you know, what do they what do they call it? the uh, couch side quarterback? I guess you know it. You can see it a certain way, but it's it's hard, man. It's hard being out there and and thinking about oh. Sometimes you forget about players being on the bench or or things like that. And, you know, I've said some things that, you know, I I don't know. It it sucks and it's tough because uh, as a guy and as a former player, you really love David Padgett and you really love what he brought to the team, and especially as an assistant and as a player. Uh, I I think he's going to end up doing well. I think at this point right now he is in a little over his head. Uh, But who knows, maybe maybe he'll – you know, two three games down the road with with how he's with how he's learning. I mean, those two losses under his belt early to two good teams, one in a ruckus environment and in in, uh, in Purdue, and the other one at home. I mean, now he has a, a home and a road loss. So you know, he's like, okay, I kind of see how things are are. Maybe I see how I adjust with different things. And I mean, I know we were playing Siena, but I mean, we were up three points at halftime, ended up winning by twenty six, and we're up thirty at the end of the game. So there was definitely a good halftime adjustment made by Coach Paget. So I, I know I'm up and down with this, even in even in these seconds here on this podcast. But I don't know. This team is still so unknown, and I still like that. I still feel like it's the same way with Indiana. Uh, both of these teams are still so unknown, and and you kind of wonder going into Saturday what kind of game you're really going to get. I mean, Indiana has given up in their losses. 90, 84, 91, and 69. So, I mean, they can definitely give up some points. Um, and in only in one of those games did they did they break 70, and that was against Duke, which they which they had 81 points. So they can definitely give up points. It just depends on which Indiana team is there. Uh, we're gonna need the crowd to be into it tomorrow. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game still because, like I said, it's Louisville and Indiana, and anytime you play. Um, I still consider Indiana a rival, even though we don't play them as much. It's you know you, you have rivals like that that maybe you don't play them as much, but you still consider them a rival. I, I think they're one of them. Um, so I mean, it's always going to be a good crowd because you you have so many Indiana fans that are around the Louisville area also. So that's why it's I still consider it more of a rivalry. Um, I do think that if both teams play how they can, I do think Louisville should. Louisville should win easily, or not easily. I, th- I think Louisville should win. Um, I had a buddy actually send me a screenshot and ask me what I thought about some college basketball games, and the Louisville-Indiana game was on there. Uh, on the card, it was actually an eight-point spread, uh, Louisville favorite. Uh, I looked at it now. It is a ten-point spread for Louisville. Uh, I told him to take Indiana on that spread, and he said, well, I was – and he texted me back. And he was like, you know, I was really surprised to see you say that uh, I should take Indiana. And I said, well – I mean, if you look at the games that we have won outside of the second half of Siena, we really haven't been that impressive. Uh, I said, I still think we're going to win. I do, but I don't know if we can beat them by eight points or more. Uh, so that's why I said, you know, take Indiana uh, with with the points. Uh, I think Louisville wins in a, in a, you know, game in the 70s, you know, 76, 72. 76 71 something like that 76 70 somewhere around there i think we i think we score uh well enough and uh hopefully we can get deron davis in foul trouble and you know kind of get him in trouble early and 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 get 
what we want to do and, and all that type of stuff. And um, it is it is going to be a tough game depending on – I mean, coming off of just playing a Sienna team, but you hope that we can just take the second half momentum and um, really push it in to the next game and, and, and really take it to the Hoosiers because, I, I like I said, I do think we're a better team. I think Archie Miller is going in the right direction. Um Especially if he, I saw a picture today on Twitter that he was actually at the uh, Floyd Central New Albany game. Uh, I do think he, he would probably Romeo will probably go to Indiana. He gets Romeo. I mean, that's going to be icing on the cake for the recruits he already has there. Uh, and with his coaching ability, man, he could turn he could turn Indiana back into what Indiana basketball was. You know, a little bit before I was able to watch basketball, they've been good other times, but. Uh, consistent good Indiana I haven't seen in my lifetime. It's kind of like Notre Dame. Like you'll have you'll have spurts where Notre Dame will be good maybe one or two years, but a consistent winner I, I haven't seen that in Indiana in in my lifetime. But you know you have to respect what their tradition is. So I was during that podcast the other day. I, uh, they actually announced uh, the Heisman finalist, and I, I was a little disappointed in myself that I didn't reference. Uh, Lamar going back to New York. Uh, now, I still have the beef. I still think that Lamar is better. I still think Lamar's stats should have him win the Heisman. But I think a lot of people have gotten mixed up with what I have been saying. Now, what I have been saying from the beginning is, in my opinion, I think according to what the Heisman rules are, which doesn't have anything to do with your team record or anything like that, I think Lamar Jackson should win the Heisman. Now, there's been people that said, oh, don't be that biased fan. Don't be that guy. Don't, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. I'm not – that's not what I'm saying, man. I'm, I'm not saying that – oh, I know that that's – I'm saying I, I realize that's how voting is nowadays, but I wish they would go by what the Heisman voting is actually supposed to be because if they did that, then Lamar, in my opinion, would win the Heisman. Now, after Saturday and Baker Mayfield throwing the four touchdowns against TCU and them absolutely obliterating them 41-17 to or 44-17, whatever it was, man, uh, if that guy didn't lock up the Heisman, I'd be very surprised. Uh, I don't think it is going to be as wide a margin as last year's was. I think he will win it. Um, like I said, I think, he, I think Baker Mayfield will win it, but I think in the past – you know, three weeks, three four weeks. Even though we haven't really played anybody, uh, Lamar's kind of come a media darling again. People are starting to fall in love with his game again because they're actually seeing him and we're actually winning again. Even if that was against Virginia, Syracuse, and Kentucky, you know, three mediocre teams, uh, it doesn't matter. They're seeing his stats and they're like, we've been kind of sleeping on this guy all season. Even though he won the Heisman last year, there's been some a analysts on TV and stuff that have said. I can't believe we're not mentioning Lamar Jackson and everything, but and all the Louisville fans around here have always said I can't believe they're not mentioning Lamar Jackson. But as a as a mass media, it's really been forget Lamar Jackson until the last three weeks of the season. It's Saquon Barkley, Bryce Love, Baker Mayfield. Uh, there's been other people on there. The quarterback from uh, with Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. There, there's been other people on there, and then Lamar's just you know. Steady in his pace, keep doing what he's doing, keep doing what he's doing, keep doing what he's doing, and finally he's back in there. Uh, now, like I said, I do think Baker Mayfield, the three finalists I haven't mentioned, the three finalists are Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Bryce Love. 
Bryce Love is fantastic. If you haven't gotten to watch him, check him out in the bowl game. The guy's stats are video game stats, just like Lamar's are. Uh, whenever I first heard about him earlier in the season, I think it was about week six or week seven, the guy's stats were unbelievable. Uh, he was averaging like 198 yards a game. That has come down, though, because he got hurt, uh, you know, had other uh, bad games and stuff, but he's still averaging a really, really good amount of yards for a running back. But what's crazy is, is you look at the stats and you see Lamar's passing stats playing one last game than Baker Mayfield. He's got like, I don't know, f six or 700 less passing yards than Baker Mayfield. Again, I said he played one less game. And then you, he played one less game than Bryce Love and has 500 less rushing yards. Now, I'm not saying he would get those numbers in one game, but if he, let's just say he got his average. That's 400 and... 13 yards total. So, I mean, that puts him, what, 400, a little under 400 yards less than rushing, and what, a little under probably, let's just say 400 and pat or 500 and passing, a little over 500 passing. That's crazy. I mean, that's crazy to think about. And then you have all these people saying, well, I mean, Baker Mayfield's far and away the Heisman Trophy winner. I, I don't see it, but he he did lock it up. He will win it. Uh, I don't think he's far and away better than Lamar, and I, I think that'll show. I think that'll show in the Heisman voting. I think the Heisman – I don't remember who it was I was talking to the other day, but uh, they brought up a pretty good point. Like maybe the Heisman voters kind of look at it as – and I know that part of this is supposed to be a character thing and all that type of stuff. Maybe some of them don't want to see that. So maybe some of them don't vote for him. I, I still think he'll win, but I don't think it'll be a wise margin as, as maybe everybody thinks it will be. Uh, so, you know, that's that's my Heisman breakdown. I, I know I, I, my beef in the very first episode was that I thought Lamar should be in there. I've gotten my wish. He's in there. He's back in New York. So not only do we have our first Heisman winner in Lamar last season at Louisville, but now we have back-to-back -back Heisman finalists. And I'm sorry, I can't, I can't state enough how proud I am of Lamar Jackson. Uh, we do have a bowl game, so I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna save all my Lamar love and everything like that until the uh, bowl game preview, uh, which will be coming up in a couple weeks. I'll have somebody, another Louisville fan, on with me. You know, we'll, we'll break down how we think that game's going to go. But it's coming to the time of the show where I bring up my beef. So uh, I am – I'm probably going to catch some flack for this one. And to be honest, I don't really think I care. Uh, but my beef this week is with Christmas music. I, I cannot lie. Christmas music is probably my least favorite music. I mean, I thought I thought for the longest time that country music was, but oh my goodness, I cannot stand Christmas music. Not only it just reminds me of cold weather, it reminds me of allergies, which I don't know if you can tell with with how I sound today. I have it because of the the change in weather, especially here in the Ohio Valley. Just the weather's terrible. It's annoying. I don't, I don't care. People can call me a Grinch. People can call me whatever. I've never been one that liked Christmas carols. I don't like jingle bells. Can I, I hate that stuff. So write me. I, I don't care. That's fine. I can't stand Christmas music, and I'm not. I'm not even gonna say I'm sorry because I've never been been one to like it. People are like, oh, well, what's your favorite Christmas song? I actually had a buddy at work ask me what my favorite Christmas movie was. I don't. 
to be honest with you, Hollywood or uh, Christmas cheer. I'm doing air quotes right now. I just I don't I don't have that. I guess you could say I don't know. I've never been one that's like, oh yeah, Hollywood or holiday cheer, blah blah blah. I've just never been one that's been like that. So Christmas music, I'm not gonna throw everything holidays in there because. I mean, it is nice to see family and stuff, which I'm actually having a, a Christmas party tomorrow. So I'll get to watch the game with some of my brothers that are actually Louisville fans. So that'll be cool. <clears throat> so write me. Keep liking my page. Keep sending my stuff out. Please, please keep writing me. I'm going to do more live videos like I did Monday because they got a great response. I had a lot of people texting me uh, saying, man, I, it sucks. I missed your video or Dude, that was so much fun. You know, this is what you need to do for your top five. Write me, message me. You have, if you have my number, text me. Hey, this is what you do for a top five series. Answers, please. I, I, I want to do stuff that's going to cater to the crowd. I got a, a special episode coming out next Friday. I'm actually recording with a, a lot of my work buddies, and we're actually going to use one of the uh, top fives that somebody actually gave me in the comments. And I think you guys are going to enjoy that one. Uh, Monday, it does look like. Uh, Top five movies did actually went out. I have a I have a pretty good list in my opinion for myself. Hopefully you guys will will hop on that uh, Facebook live video with me on Monday and, and you know give me give me your reviews, give me your top five movies, or at least you're just your favorite movie. I know a lot of you guys came on there and gave me your favorite serials and couldn't name really a top five. So you know do what you can do. It just any any interaction at all to me is great interaction because it's just I don't know it's fun to me to see people on there and. and you know, giving me crap saying, oh, that you're, you're serious. That's fine. You don't even tell me. So guys, like I said, keep helping me out. Keep sharing, keep liking, keep listening more than anything. Keep giving me clicks and, and everything. Cause I'm, I'm doing this to uh, get this out to the masses that have asked me for a while to keep doing this. So uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode and have a good, uh, have a good rest of the weekend.